As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. No, I, I think it's time to end Title 42. Okay. I don't think we should have ever implemented it. It's a very cynical reading of U.S. law. Oh, so that's uh, the guy who's running for governor. And he's like, it's time to end. It w- it's so funny because I was listening to somebody on cable news earlier today, and they were like, yeah, even Beto, you know, he's a progressive. He's even saying, no, he's not. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take your guns, and we also need to let everybody come in. Just like, who cares? He was a big mask proponent, too. Don't ever forget that. He was a big masker. And now everybody gets to, I don't know. Welcome. It's Monday. I'm, I have to tell you, like, right when the show started, I saw this video of the Easter Bunny retrieving Joe Biden. He wandered away to talk to some kids, and the Easter Bunny had to go get him. I feel like that just like right now. Welcome to the show. It's Monday. Dana Lash with you, your lovable curmudgeon. I mean, the video is hysterical. I'm going to put it. I'll send it out to you in email. It's funny. Could they get a less terrifying Easter Bunny, too? Also, that Easter Bunny is wearing a dress. What is? What are the pronouns for the Easter Bunny? I'm curious because everything sucks. Just, you know, just curious. So Title 42, Bayer or Work, it's time to end. I bet he can't even define it without somebody whispering in his ear what it actually does. He's just one of the dopiest people to ever run for office. He is exactly everything the Democrats say that they dislike. The whole, uh, I, the whole bit of them where they say that, oh, we don't like, uh, what is it? We don't like uh, um, uh, trust fund, these, 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 these rich uh, white males. Isn't that what he is, though? He's just very out of touch. We've discussed this before. And I think that this shows further that he's very also out of touch here because there are Democrats in these border states that are saying we do not want this thing to end. How is it that we are still struggling with face masks and yet, oh my gosh, did I tell you? And yet we still have this thing at the border. I actually, so every now and then I can kind of remember a dream that I have, right? I'll have like a dream and usually I always, because I watch so many scary movies, I love horror films and westerns. It's my jam. And I had a I had a dream last night that involved face masks and they brought the mask mandate back, but they were like forcing you to wear it. No joke. And I just remember at one point, everybody's masks turned to goo and poisoned everybody. That legit was straight up my dream. Look at Kane. Kane's adjusting his tin. You can't look at him. You're on the we're on the radio. But if you're watching the simulcast, you still can't. He's adjusting his tinfoil hat. We're ha- he's adjusting his tinfoil hat right now. It, they I mean, all turned what, to goo and poisoned everybody. That's what masks are. All they do is collect all the goo. And I woke up and I'm like, I really hate masks now. I hate him even more. Hate him even more than I did. Legit story, though. So 
the everything I, I mean it's kind of it, we're in a slow news cycle and so I think if we weren't in a slow news cycle all of the stuff that is going on with tech and also title 42 I don't think we'd be talking about it as much so there is an upside to this so yeah speaking of tech by the way so apparently Jack Dorsey the worm has turned he's turned on Twitter's board I don't know if you were watching some of the tweets. I was. But now it appears he said that they are, uh, that the board is just going to garbage. And he was replying to people on on Twitter. And I, I was really shocked to see some of this stuff. Because they're trying to do everything that they can to prevent Elon Musk from acquiring Twitter. This is going to play out a little bit. And... Uh, it's going to play, it's going to, this is going to play out uh, for what I would imagine a, cu- a few weeks because last, where we left off Friday, they pulled the nuclear option called the poison pill. They're going to flood the market with Twitter shares. And so it's got, it was just going to re- reduce what his value it was going to reduce what he had. So, uh, what was interesting is that someone had tweeted, quote, if, if look into the history of Twitter board, it's intriguing as I was a witness on its early beginnings, mired in plots and coups, and particularly amongst Twitter co-founding members, I wish it could be made into a Hollywood thriller one day. Now, this was just like some rando dude, I believe, where you know, he was just making this this remark. And Jack replied, it's consistently been a dysfunction of the company. And someone else said, are you even allowed to say this? And he wrote, no. Wow. Which is true. It seems like he's kind of, it seems like he's not against Musk purchasing the company and taking it private. I, I mean, I don't know how, because all this happened under Dorsey to begin with. I, I think he's also, I think Dorsey's also burnt out and he's given up and he's in his ear smoking pot, wearing tie-dye and playing hacky sack. That's what I think he's doing. Isn't a yurt, what's, what's a, what, a yurt's a tent, right? I say this word all the time. I think it's a little hut. It's a hut. So it's like a tent. Just sounds like a form of Froyo. Really does. So, hmm. We'll see what happens with, because this is going to be ongoing for quite some time. The whole, the, 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 the Twitter showdown. But it's ongoing. But I thought that was very interesting that it, it shows that he is even, there's some daylight between Dorsey, the guy who founded, co-founded Twitter, and the rest of the board. All right, so today is uh, Government Theft Day, and I am doing everything I can to not go on a rampage. If anyone ever, I will, I will punch in the throat anyone who tells me to pay my fair share. I, I think that because I probably pay not only my fair share, but all the people who would say to pay your fair share, I pay their fair share too. Uh, I feel like I get that passed because I paid for it. It's government theft day. So it's tax day, and it's not, I know, my thanks calendar for just reminding me as I said it, I hate technology. I just really hate technology right now. This is the day when our government takes all of, like a, you know, a huge chunk of your income, and um, then they waste it, okay? They waste it on studying lesbian obesity and shrimp on treadmills, and they spent, they give it to people who illegally enter the country. And what else? What else am I missing? Oh, they send it over to, uh, they, they like to give money to basically state sponsors of terror, like Iran and everything else. Just saying. And they like to uh, give uh, freebies 
give government money in the form of grants and stuff to their friends who run uh, horrifically uh, corrupt and poorly uh, operated energy companies like Solyndra. Six figures. Six. I paid four hundred thousand dollars in taxes. I don't even mind telling you guys publicly. I did. That's, I'm not even remotely exaggerating. So everyone's like, wow, you must be rich. Here's the problem. Um, I, I, I would be a lot better if I didn't have to pay as much to the government because I would be able to hire more people. That's like, you know, those, that's a salary, a high. A, that's a high up salary or two salary. You know what I mean? Multiple salaries. Think of all the charitable work I could do that the government won't. But people go, oh, you must be rich. You get to be in a point where you make money that where you're not rich because you're penalized from becoming that. Does that make sense? You get in this weird spot. And so it's not, it's, it's weird. I, I don't, um, I, I don't look, I definitely don't look at it that like that. And we definitely, I definitely don't live it like that. But it's very odd. But $400,000. I know. And my, our port accountants, I'm always like, what can we do to, what can I do, this, 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 this. And they're like, yeah, we, we're trying to be, you know, do everything by the book because you'll totally get targeted. The IRS would love nothing more than to shake down conservatives. They've done it before. I've had friends who had started groups back in the day in the, the Tea Party days, and they were prevented from even collecting money for candidates or issues or anything like that because the IRS would not give them their tax-exempt status. The IRS hates conservatives. The IRS is an unconstitutional hellscape cesspool full of eunuchs. I do not. No, I don't care. I don't even want to hear the whole, well, there's some good people. No, I don't. There's no, no good person with a soul accepts a job with that government agency. They're all demons. So, and they steal people's money. That's what it is. And they all, they act like it's all for the common good. It's, you have to pay a third of your income to stay out of jail. You realize that, right? The mafia gets busted. The mafia is more honorable than, what the, fe- than the federal government. I'm not even exaggerating. I consider the mafia to be more reputable than our federal government. Because our federal government kills a hell of a lot of more people. They run a lot more drugs and guns. Than I'm just saying. I have zero respect for our federal government. It is a cesspool hellscape of eunuchs. And the IRS is, is right there at the top, King. They're probably going to come get me now. I don't care. I have more middle fingers than you have spite. Actually, I don't. But, you know, rhetorically, I do. So, yeah, I hate today. I hate today because it is government theft day where everyone has to pay a chunk of their income. You have to pay the government to stay out of jail. And you have to pay sales tax on every damn thing you buy. Yeah. And then in some states, does Missouri still have to pay their... Personal property tax? Yes. You ha- so in Missouri, did not, I don't think every state has this, right? No. In Illinois Texas, we didn't. don't have this here. Illinois didn't, but they screw you in other ways. I can't believe Illinois didn't have this. You're telling me Missouri had pers- personal property tax yeah. and Illinois didn't? Every year Illinois. I had to pay tax on my car. <laughs> oh, yeah, so the, the vehicle that you own, when you purchase it, you have to pay a sales tax on it. And then you have to, you know, you pay your, your fee to get, to get your permission stamp from the government to drive it on roads that you fund. And then you have to pay again a personal property tax. For what reason? For what reason? What is the purpose? There's no good purpose. It's just another way for the government to screw you. And that doesn't count property tax. See, that's mm-hmm. personal property tax. Yeah, yeah, two not different things. Property tax. Yeah, guys, two different things. So you got to pay tax on stuff that you already pay taxes on every single year. 
Or guess what? They come after you. It's unbelievable. So this is, I just have a lot of hate for today. Kane, I have a lot of hate in my heart. Understood. Right? I'm going to complain about this all day long. And you should. I think we, we need to undo withholding. We need, to, we need to take away withholding and make people send their checks in. But the, I'm telling you, the IRS would love nothing more. They want it, This is what Joe Biden wants in his big, big, big plan. He wants to hire a bunch of agents. He wants to shake everybody down. That's what he wants to do. We need to get more money. He thinks that he's going to lift y'all up by your ankles and shake y'all out like you're a bunch of couch cushions. And that, that's how he's going to get his money to, to uh, pay for everything. And I mean, the, the, the answer is never apparently for the government to not spend a ton of your money. Our money. Yeah, so I have a lot of hate. And I really feel, if you tell me to pay my fair share, I really do feel like I get a free punch you in the throat pass. You know? I'm just saying. Uh, Coming up, we got a lot of other stuff to get into. Plus, I'm going to make a viewing recommendation for you. I found a new show. It just started. Now, do you like aliens? Yeah, I love alien movies. Do you like scary and mystery and sci-fi thrillers? Yeah. Do you also love westerns, as do I? Of course. Then do I have the viewing recommendation for you? So you don't want to miss because I want to talk about that coming up. Uh, we got a lot of stuff, actually. It's a kind of a slow news day, but I, we still have a, a number of things, you know, ultimately to get into. In 2021, there were more than 3 million new gun owners in the United States. And now around 42% of all households in the United States have a firearm. People support the Second Amendment. For firearm enthusiasts, suppressors are a good idea when practicing at the range, indoors or outdoors. I mean, a suppressor doesn't silence your firearm, but it does help to protect your hearing. And even more so for those who like to spend a lot of time training with their firearms. My friends at Silencer Shop are the industry leader for suppressors. They're a Texas-based company and their customer reviews are awesome. So if you're new to shooting suppress, I want you to know that Silencer Shop has made the NFA process easy. Details are online at silencershop.com with free shipping and no transfer fees. And their suppressors start at just $365. Search Silencer Shop on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube and spend more time at the range protected with a suppressor that's right for you. See their variety and how to get yours through silencershop.com. That's silencershop.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So this is news. We're going to have a, tw- a famous Twitter follower off here, me and Kane, because uh, Flava Flav now officially follows Kane. Yeah. Kane of the Dana Show. Producer of the Dana Show. Flava Flav follows Kane. He follows you. So can I say your friends? You can be like my friend Flava. Right? Why not? It works. It's the you know, digital world. It works. Same. We're counting. It counts. It's good. Oh, so a Kentucky man, I don't even understand why somebody, well, I don't know, maybe if you don't like surprises, he sued his employer because his employer threw him a birthday party and he took his employer to court after they threw him a party he didn't want. And the jurors sided with him. Guess how much this birthday cost the employer? Because now his employer owes him $450,000. Kenton County Circuit Court. This dude, he told the office manager that birthday parties trigger his anxiety or disorder because he's a giant turd. And that being the center of attention will cause him to have a panic attack. And then so they throw him a party anyway. I, I think taking them to court and $450,000 for your employer is a little much. But if they tell you they don't want a party, don't throw... I hate surprise parties. I can say this to someone who... I loathe them to death. I love throwing them, but if you give me one, I'll hate you to death. My husband found out the wrong way. 
because he threw a surprise party for me once and I hated it because I didn't get to I'm like why why did you invite this person I don't even like them I'm kidding not really I actually said that uh, but anyway that's dumb $450,000 that's so dumb right but he won he won uh, also let me pull this up Boris Johnson Johnson well, I can't even talk today Boris Johnson of the UK is going to send illegal migrants to Rwanda the the floppish the foppish man with the crazy hair Boris Johnson he says that the British government will begin sending illegal entrants to Rwanda in an effort to stop illegal immigration in a speech he said that his plan would resettle thousands of migrants who cross the English Channel from countries like Albania Iraq and Sudan and he said that they will send them to Rwanda they'll pay them they're gonna pay Rwanda 157 million to do this what that's I'm well I hope they did the math on that like what's less expensive or you know what just like enforcing your sovereignty and your borders is really inexpensive compared to all that too stick with us because uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up it's tax day we got some tech we got all kinds of stuff border stick with us small business owners have you ever stressed about navigating through HR compliance have you ever been confused on how to handle a situation with an employee or wanted to implement a better company culture the bad news is that one complaint against your company can turn your world upside down the good news is that Bambi is an HR platform for small business owners to implement good HR practices built for businesses like yours Bambi's HR autopilot automates your core policies your workplace training and your employee feedback and then your us-based dedicated hr manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of hr and guide you to compliance available by phone email or real-time chat an in-house hr manager can cost up to eighty thousand dollars a year but with bambi your dedicated hr manager starts at just 99 dollars a month no hidden fees cancel anytime visit bambi.com slash dana show today for your free hr audit spelled b-a-m-b-e-e dot com slash dana show that's bambi.com slash dana show you run your business let bambi run your hr bambi.com slash dana show listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time say like what what is an economy uh like what's People get confused. Sometimes they think an economy is money. Money is a database for uh, exchange of goods and services and for time shifting the exchange of goods and services. That's, it's a, it's a, money is a database. Money doesn't have power in and of itself. Um, like you can run the thought experiment of if you're trapped on a, you know, a remote island, a shipwrecked on an island, um, uh, and you've got a trillion dollars in a Swiss bank account, it's worthless. You'd rather have a can of soup. He's not wrong. That's Elon Musk saying people get confused when they think an economy is money. Money is a database of, for exchange of goods and services. And he's not incorrect on that account. Welcome back to the program. It's National Government Theft Day, where you pay a chunk of your income to stay out of jail. Yay. I mean, it's a con- I think it's fair to call it, Kane, an extortion fee. Yeah. Can we call it that? Instead of taxes, it is what it is. It is what it is. Dana, last year with you, you're angry curmudgeon yet still lovable today because it's tax day, and I paid every my fair share, and everybody who says pay fair share, I paid all their fair share too. Paid all of it. Golly. So, and it's also Easter Monday. I hope everyone had a, a lovely Easter. I ate my weight in ham. It was amazing. It's, 
Ham is just really, can I just real sidebar real quick and then I'm going to get into talking about some of this economic stuff and tech. Ham is such a versatile meat. It is actually one of the most delicious besides steak. It's a delicious meat. You can use it in so many ways, Kane. You can have it singularly. You can have it cold. You can have it warm. It can be a sandwich. It can be an omelet. There's just no end to what you can do with ham. I feel like they should sponsor us. Is there a ham lobby? Big ham? Right? That we have big meat. Sponsored by Big Ham. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Stacks <laughs> day. Yes, I am gonna complain about it like a like a complete brat. Complete. So uh because I really uh it is it is quite wild to consider exactly what we have to put up with with our government and what we get out of it i just really don't feel like we've gotten i I don't really feel like i've gotten from everything i've paid out of my tax dollars i mean i should be able to call i should should i be able to call some of the shots now i'm a shareholder i'm you know i really do feel that i'm just we should be calling some shots just saying but elon musk is right on that account uh, we're still watching all of that happen, everything with tech. There's not really anything big, except everybody's kind of scrambling and getting stuff together. I'd imagine we'll see some development this week. Uh, so over the weekend, as I said, it's Easter weekend, too. Uh, and I'm going to, over the weekend, I'm going to pull this up. Ilan Omar had tweeted out. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a guy who was on a plane, and he broke out a guitar. Did you hear this? And he was, they were, I guess they were playing worship songs, which is fine. I just, when I see somebody with their acoustic anytime, I'm immediately suspicious of you. (laughs) Because just, I don't feel, I'm not like a kumbaya kind of person. I don't know if you can tell that or not, but. And when I'm on a plane, I'm trying really hard because I'm, I'm really um, outgoing on the mic and, in, you know, in crowds and all of that. But when you get to confined spaces and more of a one-on-one setting, no. So I do what, you know, I normally, I just try to not engage with anything. And was this, now you said this looks like a chartered flight. She was on a chartered flight, right? Yeah. But this got, this this wasn't happening because this was a, this looked, it looked like, like it was regular, southwest. Yeah, it looked like it was a regular plane, but it looked like this plane was all occupied by people of... The same faith and, and perspective. Except for the one guy and his wife that were sitting right behind the guy filming. And he looks like he's might be kind of, he didn't look uh, impressed. But there's a guy who gets up and he's playing, you know, he's playing a, a, a worship song. And uh, everybody that people were, were, were singing and standing and, you know, being along with it. And, and Ilan Omar, out of all the things to tweet about, tweets this out. And says, quote, I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time I'm on a plane. How do you think it will end? Like, when you say family, like your brother husband or the other guy that you got? I feel like we need a little clarification there. For It's a legitimate question. And also, uh, when she says engage in a prayer session next time that you're on a plane, what would that even look like? You're going to sing songs to Jesus too? 
just <laughs> why would you tweet this why even tweet this out it's easter weekend why even do this because it's about division for democrats that's what it's all about is that you playing that no yeah it is okay it's totally me well hold on because people can't hear you play that it's can i just say that i hate acoustic guitars i hate people who are not good guitars playing i don't know no, it's okay. You don't have to play it out there. You don't have to put it out there. It sounds horrible. And the, somebody's singing very loudly off key. And that's hurting me too. I mean, she just gets real flat there. Oh, it hurts. Okay. So I, I just gotta, you know, maybe that's what the guy in the plaid shirt, he was looking grumpy. Maybe that's what he was responding to. You know, maybe he was just like, wow, that one chick who's singing really loud. I mean, yeah, well, I get he it. is right next to the guitar though. Yeah. Like being right next to somebody strumming really hard on an acoustic. There's there's certain things and like I love Jesus and I don't I'm not this is not a measure of how much you love the Lord and I think people need to stop with that. But there's certain things I just don't think that you should do in public particularly on planes, right? Like pick at your feet. Um you know, uh uh layer if you have long hair. I've seen some people do this. They flip their hair over the seat so that it hangs down over the tray of the person behind them. You shouldn't do something like that on a plane. Plane acoustic is also something that you shouldn't do on a plane. I'm just saying, because I feel like that's kind of a terrorist act. You know, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I mean, when I see somebody get up with an acoustic, I don't know if they're going to play Wonderwall or not. I don't know. It's a very kind of a Beto move. And I love that. Yay, I think it's great. Spontaneous worship. I think that's all great in that. But make it, good is it a chartered flight or a commercial flight it looks like it's on a commercial plane it looks like it's on a commercial plane some people were saying that it was a that it was a, a chartered flight maybe on a commercial plane anyway i just like out of all the reasons this is why people don't like democrats because of this kind of stuff because they tweet this out they like why no one no one at all crickets Omar. hey let's throw a bomb on easter weekend Multiple puns unintended. So, what? Just saying. Why? Why even do that? And then there was this. You had the New York Times. I don't know if you saw this, but they had a... I, I mean, they would never do anything like this on Ramadan. So apparently on Easter, they decided to like draw this angry image of god squishing people i guess i don't know it was an op-ed that was basically about hating god not basically i mean it was it was about hating god and in the name of peace apparently because the premise was that god brings all the bad stuff so pass over god and let's have peace that was the whole thing uh and it was in new york times editorial just like why you know, I I guess some people are real thirsty and they want attention. They want attention that bad that they're willing to do something like that on Easter weekend. I had a great Easter weekend. It was very nice. I had a wonderful Easter weekend and now it's it's tax day. Here's a some of the strange taxes. Eight of history's strangest ever. I don't know if you because there's tax there's tax on everything. So in the day, like way back. 
when, because on Easter, I always watch uh, Ten Commandments, which has nothing to do with Easter except the Passover portion of the film. And I, my grandmother always watched that because they used to air it on one of the big networks, right? So they used to watch, I mean, it, she watched it every Easter, so I have to watch it every Easter. And then after that, I ended up watching Cleopatra because it came up suggested. So anyway, so back in the days of yore, cooking oil was taxed, particularly anything that, uh, uh, in Egypt particularly, cooking oil was taxed. And it's interesting because we had talked about how the IRS, Joe Biden wants to add all these agents to the IRS to go and shake people down. Hmm, who else used an army of scribes that went door to door to make sure that everybody paid their taxes on time? Oh, in Egypt. In Egypt, they did that. Ancient Egypt. Urine, people taxed urine back in the day. So this was a... Pulling this up. This came out, this is from Britannica, and this is also via Mental Floss. Cowards were taxed. It was actually called a coward tax. Back in the 13th century, King John apparently, King John apparently famously abused this tax. And a knight in medieval England, if he didn't want to go fight in a war, he would pay a coward tax. And in Rome, back in the 17th century, anybody who was a bachelor, age 25 and older, you had to pay an additional tax because you were considered a drain. You weren't adding children or families to the economy, and so you had to pay an additional tax. Enemies were taxed. Anyone that Oliver Cromwell didn't like back in the 17th century he they they would they would anybody who who objected to the royalists enemies were taxed people who had beards were taxed back in the 1600s in in england windows were taxed in the six i mean everything in the georgian era was taxed also everything candles soap gin glass kind of like sales tax like now think of everything that's taxed here in the u.s and then there's additional taxes in certain states like we were just telling you about the personal property tax in states like Missouri. I wonder how many others have those. That's just a still. I'm so glad they don't have to pay a personal property tax anymore. But that's everything. Sales tax, death tax. You're taxed if you die. You're not taxed if you're born, though, I don't believe. But you're taxed if you die. You're taxed if you want to leave anything that you've ever made in your life to your kids. You've got your corporate taxes, your individual taxes, your consumption taxes. you got your property taxes. Oh, my gosh, you got everything. And they want more. They want to reduce. They want to actually roll back, take away the Trump tax cuts, which, holy cow. We have more coming up. Border, Title 42. We're also going to get into some education 41% of Florida math textbooks were rejected for including CRT in math books math textbooks and a today in history all right so you've been here before spring comes and so do the big gardening ideas and you buy plants and you plant them and before you know it your dream yard is a graveyard luckily fastgrowingtrees.com is here to give your yard a new life fastgrowingtrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise care and selection that you're not going to find anywhere else the thing i love about fastgrowingtrees.com is their experts curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific 
specific climate, your location, and based on your needs. Based on your zip code, they can tell you what to buy and what not to buy. It's peace of mind for everybody that they take the guesswork out of it. Plus, there's no waiting in line and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone. With plants shipped to your door in one to two days. Plus, their growing and care advice is available 24-7. And with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Visit fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana. Start your spring with fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. Today in history, actually it was about 10 p.m. in the evening, Paul Revere and William Dawes went on their fabled ride to warn that the British were coming. One by land, one by sea. And a lot of people know the story of Paul Revere. William Dawes was chosen because he's, I think it was him and Revere that were pretty much the only patriots at the time that were still left in Boston. And by in, back in, the, in 1775, it was pretty much, you, you had like one kind of land bridge that, to Boston, and it was pretty much an island, but that bridge, uh, that access point was guarded uh, very closely by British military. And so the, one of the patriots had gotten word that John Hancock and Sam Adams, they were going to, they were going to try to arrest them. Dr. Joseph Warren, he learned through uh, the, the Revolutionary Underground that British troops were going to cross the Charles River and they were going to try to arrest John Hancock and Sam Adams. And so Warren had to come up with a plan to warn the men and also to warn the Patriots because out, you know, in Lexington and Concord and everything else, you know, you had a number, there were just tons of stops along the way where you had a lot of Patriot supplies stored. So they sent Paul Revere and William Dawes. And Dawes was, he was 30, he was very loyal, and he took the riskier route of actually having to go through that British checkpoint. And he was able to elude the guards. Some said that he was, he was like acting like he was a drunk farmer, and that's how he was able to get through <laughs> It's actually really smart. Um, Dawes arrived at his deck, at his destination. He was at the Lexington uh, Hancock Clark House. He got there a little, little after midnight, about a half hour after Revere, and uh, Revere ended up getting arrested. In fact, his the point at which he was arrested is marked there in Massachusetts. It's, I was just telling Kane on break. It's odd because like a little bit, you know, on the on uh, above it is a subdivision. Can you imagine like out your backyard? That's the spot where Paul Revere was arrested, uh, but. Uh, Dawes uh, was able to jump over uh, a stone wall. I think, no, Prescott was able to jump over a stone wall. Dawes was able to escape too. Uh, but Revere ended up being arrested. But it's just, um, it's pretty amazing. Today in history, this took place this evening. It all it kicked off uh, like about 10, 10 p.m. in the evening. Also, I shouldn't go without saying that today also is marks the anniversary of the Doolittle Raiders. I don't know if you know this story of James Doolittle and the bravery of the Doolittle Raiders. This was an unbelievable story. He was a military general, aviation pioneer. He got the Medal of Honor. Uh, During World War II, he and uh, a number of other pilots made this amazing uh, raid on Tokyo. And 
it was unlike anything. It was the first time that they had been struck, that Japan actually was struck, and it was, it was done to shake Japan and show them that they can be touched, that, you know, the phrase that a god can bleed, that was the, that was the whole point. And it was just amazing, the bravery, because they didn't know if they were going to survive it. I think he was downed in China. I think that's when he, he ended up uh, uh, actually have, having to go down there. Just an amazing story. Two huge things that happened on this day in American history. We got a lot more on the way. Second hour of the show coming up. Stick with us. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com. A video has also gone viral of President Biden finishing a speech in North Carolina, then apparently turning to shake hands with an invisible person. <laughs> hey, her name is Kamala. Last <laughs> <laughs> time you saw her. That, wow, they fired for the first time ever. They were kind of funny. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon here on today, the national government theft day that we call the federal extortion or tax day it's i know it's today welcome back this wasn't this was a they were talking about the the joe biden easter egg roll thing that they do and they had jimmy fallon there reading a book to kids and then the bidens were there and hunter biden was there i don't know if he merged anything out if there were any opportunities that he had for merchant just yeah his what what were it in his eggs? Ooh. I don't know if I would want to know that. Mm. I feel like we know enough about... Ugh. He just... I look at him and I... No. No. So he had turned around at one point in the video. Biden turned around and was shaking hands with the air. And then he wandered away and the Easter Bunny had to go fetch him. So... they Can I just also add... They use the same Easter Bunnies at the White House... Year after year. I think they're terrifying looking. I think they're absolutely scary. Especially the dude one. Because the dude one has glasses. And he's got a weird singular buck tooth. And then he's... I guess he has... Like their mouths are different. And it's weird. The dude is particularly scary. If I was a kid, I'd that would be terrifying. Goodness. So, welcome to the show. It's Monday. We've been talking about a number of things. We've been looking at the, uh, watching the issues with Tech Jack Dorsey turned on the board of directors over at Twitter and said they're consistently, that it's, that's, that's consistently been the dysfunction of the company. And it seems like he kind of backs what Musk is doing. 
which is weird. I don't know. I, I don't want to blame everything on Dorsey. I think Dorsey, because he's one of the co-founders, and yes, he's on the left, but I also think that he's, you know, he's a capitalist, and now he also just, I think, wants to chill in his yurt and weave things out of hemp and go and what meditate. I think that's all he wants to do and, and eat kale. The, I don't think that the other ones are there yet, so... There's been, you know, that's there. The, all the board members are pretty leftist, and and there's, I think that a lot of the stuff that's happened, I don't think it, you can entirely blame it on um, Musk solely. But however, that fight continues, and it's gonna. This is gonna go back and forth because you're gonna have. I think that so the rumor, the speculation right now is Musk is looking to team up with, uh, you know, maybe some of the other, uh, maybe another shareholder and. Uh, have another offer, make another offer. There's a lot of speculation, but I don't think he's going to walk away from this. And I don't think that Musk planned to walk away from it uh, easily. I think that he he's in it for the long haul. And I don't think that he is just planning on, oh, well, they rejected my offer or they're going to reject my, I'm just going to leave now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do, I, I just, I don't get that from him. I don't think that he makes those kind of decisions. And I don't think it's a one and done sort of thing. He seems to, he thinks that Twitter's important. It's the public square, and it is. It's a privately owned public square. It's very, very difficult. So they also talked about him in SNL, I think. I didn't I don't watch Saturday Night Live, not because I don't have any problem with watching anybody who disagrees with me politically. I just don't think that spite is comedy. And they descended into just real low level spite and it wasn't clever it wasn't funny it wasn't you know anything so I, I have not watched SNL my parents I think every now and then would keep it on but the only people that watched SNL that I thought were like grandparents that's not right I don't the, I don't think anybody the generation below me doesn't watch SNL I don't think nobody it doesn't have the same cultural influence that it used to it hasn't for a long time and they get it, but that was actually funny just to be able to remark on the things that that I think we can all agree on. But are they only doing it because it feels like they're only doing it because now Joe Biden is sucks so bad in terms of polling. Everyone feels like it's safe to take shots at him. Democrats are now like, well, let's see, who can we blame for the implosion? There, NBC has a piece going, who lost Biden's agenda? Democrats offer competing theories for failure of Build Back Better. Well, Build Back Better sucked. So that's what failed it it sucked out loud it it was biden going out there saying well we're gonna have more taxes and we're gonna spend your money on things that really were not either obligated or allowed to by article one section eight but we're gonna do it anyway you know for the greater good that actually has no measurable good you know at all for the greater society people that didn't sell it didn't work well with people we're already taxed a lot and even after Trump tax cuts, I think the ta- I think any income taxes is absolutely inexcusable. It's theft. It's government theft. It's, it's, it's an extortion fee. And as I said last hour, I paid $400,000 in taxes this year. So I think I get a throat punch pass for anyone who tells me to pay my fair share. I've always paid an exor- and and just I it's it's in, it's insane. I think income tax for anybody is insane. It's it's a penalty. A penalty for any kind of success. Everybody should be able to succeed and enjoy the fruits of their labor, but you have to pay a huge chunk of your income to the government to stay out of jail. It's extortion. At least the mafia was, uh, as I said, mafia at least 
was transparent about what they did <laughs> or the federal government isn't. So Democrats are now trying to figure out how can we shove off the failures of this administration? How can we shove this off somewhere else so that it doesn't hurt us? And have you noticed too, absent from any kind of fundraiser or assisting other people, except maybe to try to challenge some of these Democrats in more purple areas, the squad, they really are not relied on a lot for fundraising. In fact, they're just sort of like stuck under the stairs. Nobody really, nobody really brings them out. And a lot of Democrats are terrified to even really kind of acknowledge them at this point. They're going after Henry Cuellar uh, in South Texas just because uh, they feel like he's a weak link because he came out and said that the border crossings and that the administration needs to do something about this. That's it. But their Democrats are are in chaos. They are in complete chaos. And I think that the, it's chaos because nobody is leading. You, nobody is leading the party. It's a party of two competing ideologies where you have more moderate Democrats and then you have the far left Democrats who feel as though everything must run through government and that everybody is beholden to the federal government and they want everything centralized at the federal level. They want control of your police in D.C. They want education and controlled by D.C. They want everything that you do and pay taxes for locally to be all centralized and controlled federally. And there are some more moderate Democrats that don't agree with that. And the moderate Democrats actually are still far left Democrats, but they now look moderate compared to the commies in the party. It's wild. I was telling Kane, part of the problem that Democrats have is that Barack Obama was mainstream. He mainstreamed CRT. I've been talking about critical race theory for over 10 years. In fact, there's a video of me on either CNN or MSNBC talking about Derek Bell 10 years ago. And how Barack Obama was really champion, championing Derrick Bell and Derrick Bell's academic theories of critical race theory, which was an offshoot, uh, is an offshoot of Marxism. And it just simply substitutes racial identity for uh, financial status. And Barack Obama really introduced it and it got mainstreamed by the far left vestiges in the party after he left office. And that... Now the parties at this, they're, they're, they're suffering from an identity crisis and they have no young guns on the bench. And part of the, the problem and the reason for that is Barack Obama was so, and the Democrat Party that enabled this, they were so careful to prevent anyone else from coming up and challenging his authority within the party that they did not, like Republicans did, they did not uh, recruit and nurture and prepare their candidates to take these positions once these elder statesmen left. And that's why you have no clear leader. Joe Biden is a you a baby boomer vestige. He's this is the this is a guy who is a remnant of the boomer political class and they went back to that well because they had nobody else. And I think they commit I think he had a stroke. I think that they committed to him and I think he had a stroke and but by then it was too late and they had to go with it. That's I I really do hands to sky think that. So, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I identify as one. I am a biologist. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, you're a biologist too, Kane. So are you all out there. But they didn't, um, they didn't, they didn't prepare and promote anybody. When Howard Dean left, he, um, because the whole net roots and digital fundraising really came to speed under Howard Dean. 
And when Howard Dean, uh, after his campaign failed and he was sort of relegated to the backbench, uh, Barack Obama came in and, and uh, built that that machine into something even better. But then uh, didn't want to share his donor list, didn't want to do anything like that. There was a lot of infighting in the Democrat Party when he was leaving. And they they spent so much time protecting him that they didn't bring up any up and comers. They kind of did with one of the Castros. Was it Julian Castro that they had speak at the DNC? And this was, I think, a 20, 2012, their, their big convention. I think it was one of the Castros that they had. Um, and I thought, okay, so that's where they're looking at. But they were very um, anticlimactic. They were very underwhelming candidates. They weren't incredibly accomplished. They really didn't have a lot of street cred. They borrowed it from their mom, who I think she was, what, a La Raza founder? They, they really borrowed a lot of her cred and tried to apply it to themselves. They just were really underwhelming. And so one of them got appointed to HUD under Obama, and then I, I don't know, one of them ran for state rep, or uh, not state rep, but Congress. That was it. Where are the other young guns that they have, that Democrats have? Who can you sit here and look at in the Democrat Party and go, you know what, I can see that person. I can see them going and becoming president. I can see that happening. You can't. They don't have anybody like that. They don't have anyone that is charismatic and that is... That can speak because we're still in this populist period, although I think it's starting to wane that can speak to any of that and and do any of that outreach. I just don't think that there's any that that people who they don't have anybody. And so going into midterms, Republicans do. Republicans have been very, very good at recruiting people and promoting their young guns. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what Democrats are going to do. I don't know what they're going to do after. Uh, midterms it's not going to go well and I worry because if the if the party collapses you know it's going to be the super far left that ends up just completely taking over and I think when you have one party that is so far in one one position everything kind of shifts that way that's what I'm worried about so we have because I was telling you it's uh international government theft day and I was reading this piece, and we'll talk about this here coming up, from the Wall Street Journal. Because now, because you know there's a new tax law. And if you made money from a side hustle online, the IRS will know, and you have to find it, file a 1099 if you earn more than $600. Or they're going to come after you. But I thought, Kane, but I thought Biden said he was only going to go after the rich people. What happened? Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that here coming up. I'll explain. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your 
door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Mm, All right, so the bird flu outbreak apparently... That's happening now is, I think, worse than what they have in what was in 2015. And so we're being warned to prepare for chicken and egg price spikes. Is that Putin's fault, too? I mean, I don't like Putin. Don't put me in a, de- in a position of defending that. But it's Putin's price hike. Putin's poultry hike. Golly. Yeah, apparently the egg prices, they said it's going to make higher prices for all baked goods and a wide variety of processed foods from cupcakes to salad dressing and restaurants, uh, according to one economist, said they're going to they're going to have a harder time justifying why they should give you a three egg omelet for a dollar. And on the chicken meat side, the situation is worse than it was last time. Retail chicken breast prices per pound have surpassed a decade high as well. Ooh. Man, go get them tendies now, man. Get them chicken tendies now. A blind man on welfare was accused of fraud after he was caught looking at a woman's butt. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's a 60-year-old man. He is, he claimed to be blind and he was getting, uh, and this is in Italy, of course it is. He was getting tons of money from 2014 to 2018 from Italy and he was accused of faking his disability after he was caught ogling a lady's butt. He lives in Turin and he was out of his home and looking at when he was caught by the uh, financial police, he was looking at the backside of a woman who was walking by him and except he claimed to be completely blind. I guess they were watching him. So the prosecutor indicted him for pretending to be blind and pocketing over $30,000 of taxpayer cash over the course of four years. How, what I don't get is how... He would have to have gone to visit a doctor in order to be cleared for disability. How do you fake being blind? How does that even... Yeah, but they can look at your eyes, right? And determine... I mean, I don't don't know. I I don't know how that was allowed. I don't know. Uh, And last but not least, an Easter egg mix-up in Houston. A parent dresses an Easter bunny handed out condoms at a Texas elementary school. Yeah, they were... The eggs were filled with unopened condoms. Somebody messed up and got the wrong batch. Stick with us. If there's only one word to remember about Keltec, it's innovation. A privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P15 is Keltec's first Striker Fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent pending extended magazine, the P15 pistol's other features 
features include fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltecweapons.com. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. In the words of Professor David Rand, the root of the challenge uh, when looking at this is that Republicans, conservatives, are substantially more likely to share misinformation or fake news than Democrats are. Thus, as social media's platforms, the policies aimed at reducing nonsense and boosting real news would ensnare Republican users more often. He's such a this nerd. research team found wide bipartisan support for platforms trying to reduce misinformation. People don't want QAnon craziness all up in their news feeds. But, Professor Rand says, putting these two observations together shows the problem. In responding to bipartisan demand, platforms may wind up enforcing on conservatives more than on liberals. First off, so that's Mash Tater over from CNN. Uh... What? Stelter. Mash Tater. This is a bunch. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dana Lash. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, the girl next door, so don't. The girl under the bridge that <laughs> <laughs> This is garbage. His, his whole premise that conservatives are censored more because they share misinformation. I literally was suspended for sharing my own story that I wrote about how tech was handling the New York Post story. I didn't even talk. I had nothing. And they said that I violated something about hacked materials. And so they, but you know, it's totally okay to use stolen materials or hacked materials from the IRS that were leaked to you, but you know, whatever. And uh, share people's tax information online, like the billionaires and millionaires that they go after. That's totally okay for Twitter. It doesn't violate that. Uh, but they, they they suspended, and this was a it was a legitimate story. The FBI has a laptop in their possession. There's a federal investigation underway into Hunter Biden, but all of that you were suspended for mentioning any of that. But if you tell people that masks work, and not only do they stop all diseases and viruses, but they're also bulletproof, and they'll uh, you'll level up uh, if you. <laughs> that's but that they can share that and talk about that. That's okay. Shenanigans. It's all shenanigans. It's all this is. It's it's and now you're being gaslit. The the conservatives are censored more because they're conservative. That's the truth of the matter. <sighs> I can't stand. It. Okay, so people were asking, did you give your show recommendation? No, I didn't because it's the show that I'm doing is three hours long and I don't fit three hours of content in the first hour, so I haven't yet. Kane, what are you watching lately? I just finished upload on your uh, recommendation. It was a good. I thought that was pretty good. It is a mind-boggling examination of transhumanism. Yeah, it really and is. And all the issues that we don't think of as we like venture further onward into this brave new world. It's like if everything was metaverse. Metaverse. The digital baby thing freaked me out. Yeah, that was weird. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it just to get to that point because that's terrifying. Ninety-nine cents for a nap. Yeah, a nap, nap. That's like all that lady did was just put that baby to sleep. So. This so there's I have really odd tastes like I love um, I love westerns and I love horror films those are my two favorite genres and then I'll watch The Godfather every single time it's on because it's the greatest movie ever made it is Shh. 
so I found a series that I really like, and it's first off. Have you ever seen the? Have you ever seen the series Dark? It's been out for a few seasons. You have to watch like every single second of it when you watch it. It is like X Files on steroids. It's brilliant. It's a German series. It's dubbed, and it's actually dubbed quite well. Uh, really, it's really wild. Uh, I started watching it a few years ago, and we fi- we finished it all the seasons, and it's just it. It's so the, it's like Dark meets Yellowstone, and the series is called Outer Range, and Josh Brolin is in it. And there's some, and in fact, one of the bad guys from Yellowstone is actually in uh, this is in this series, and it's re- it's going to probably get a lot of comparisons to Yellowstone, except you know there's a huge supernatural aspect to it. And I there's two issues that are out, and I'm and I really I like it. It's very different from what you think it's going to be. So the premise is this: it is a um, modest ranching family. They're not the Duttons, right? They don't have the Dutton Empire. It is a modest ranching family, and they've gone through. We're joining them right at the moment that they've gone through something really rough. There is a member of their family that just went missing, and it's been nine months. So we join them at this point where there's all this emotional upheaval. Uh, Josh Brolin is the patriarch of the family, and uh, he plays this guy named Royal Abbott. And uh, there's uh, you have uh, Lily Taylor. She's his wife. Lily Taylor's great in this. Lily Taylor's been, she's been in a couple of really uh, odd series that I like. She plays some very interesting characters. She's the matriarch of the family. They got, they got their two boys and it, and it follows them dealing with this ranch, dealing with, you know, potential hostile takeovers and then dealing with this crazy supernatural thing that happens on the edge of their property. And it's wild. And the there's only two episodes out, and the second episode is on a crazy cliffhanger. So I think it comes out like every there's an episode every weekend. It's really good, and you I I would highly recommend it. You got to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. So Kane, there's another one for you to watch. And there's and Josh Brolin's really good in his role. It's wild to watch this and realize that oh he also played Thanos. He's uh he's he's a very he's a very good character in this. But um yeah, you guys would very much enjoy it. This I'm always on the lookout for good things to watch because everything is so garbage. Like when I'm when I'm not on air and when I'm not telling you about the news and all these, you know, headlines and breaking down, you know, the economy and polling, uh, I have to go either play video games or I watch horror or western. That's what I do. Because I can't, I, I do not leave. I don't listen to, I just don't. I don't listen to other talk radio and I don't listen to, uh, I don't keep news shows on all day. I can't. If I, I can find out what I'm going to find out and I can find all the news of the day in about a second. And then I'll break it down for you. So I don't, I don't need to listen to everybody else prattle on and on about it. It just, at some point you become numb to it. Uh, but, so if you want to break, this is it. You're going to enjoy it. Kane, you're going to watch that second episode and then you're going to text me and be like, what the heck, What? You're going to lose it. It's so wild. Is there only two episodes? Only two episodes. It's, it's really creatively done because I guess people think that ranching families, oh, you're, you own a lot of land, you're a ranching family, you must be rich. Not at all. 
In fact, some of the ranching families, if they didn't go into marketing and branding the way that some of like the old British estates, you know how they kind of had to change it up when that started the, uh, the the ability to keep that afloat the way that they used to began to change. Uh, and more people joined the workforce and weren't they weren't working on these big estates and they weren't leasing land. They had to really change it up like how you had what I think it's Chatsworth House that became where they filmed Downton Abbey. Uh, I think that's and by the way, that's the the family, uh, the uh, Earl of Cavendish. I think it's Cavendish. Uh, he was the guy who actually went and helped open and financed the opening of King Tut's tomb. Interesting, right? And he was cursed and like had a blood disease. Uh, anyway, so interesting fact. I invite me to all your parties to share useless trivia, but um, they had to change and they began using and, and leasing their property out for filming and weddings and things like that. So in the, in the way that all these British estates had to change how they used and marketed their land, so did too a lot of these, a lot of the ranchers, they began expanding and getting into lifestyle like King Ranch. You get King Ranch trucks, King Ranch shirts, King Ranch merch, everything King Ranch. It's a giant ranch that decided to merch it out. It's smart. And what makes this family in this show, Outer Range, on Amazon Prime different is that they have not done this. They're very, they're very modest and uh, a modest ranching family. And so it's a good show. I think you'll like it. It's, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of Easter eggs in it. There's a lot of things that will guide you towards what's happening. So you'll you'll enjoy that. Kane, you'll like that one. Yeah. It's it's really messed up. And there's a couple points where it's really nerve wracking, and I'm like, ah! but you'll you'll really like it. All right. So uh, coming up, we've got some Florida man that we're going to get into, and we have Stephen Yates is going to be joining us as well because now we have Zelensky, Ukrainian president saying okay be ready there could be a putin nuclear attack get your aunt get your radiation medicine and now kane you know me i'm a germaphobe this isn't a germ but now i'm like this is medicine or something that i should have radiation what is radio can you just like go out and purchase radiation medicine iodine. just iodine that's it I think it's iodine, just get a bunch of iodine I think so. dang I really don't think that that's... Have you seen how shabby their military is? I bet they don't even have any operational nukes at this point. By the way, all those satellite images and everything else of that big Russian flagship in the Black Sea on fire came out. They did. that. A country that essentially has no Navy took out the flagship, the flagship battleship for the Russian Navy in the Black Sea. Wild. Absolutely wild. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke, tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and they're 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today.
The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. I had to, sorry, I had to, like, pretend to do the chord there for Spoon Man by Soundgarden. Welcome back. We got Florida Man on the way, but huge news. A Trump-appointed federal judge, that's that judicial agenda from the second half of his term. A Trump-appointed federal judge in Florida has just vacated the CDC's mask mandate in airports and other transportation hubs. The suit was Health Freedom Defense Fund Incorporated uh, versus Joe Biden. And yeah, that's pretty amazing. And it's a nationwide effect. Now, I don't know if individual airlines are still, I, I don't see how they can, they can't enforce it. It's been declared because the airline industry was told that they had to remove these mandates anyway. So we're going to talk more about this and what this means for you, especially if you're going to be flying. Delta is even on board. Their CEO said uh, this morning in, a, in an interview that they wanted the mask mandate gone. So that's pretty significant. So that means you don't, ha- you can wear a mask if you want to. But you can't force everyone else to wear a mask if you don't want to, if they don't want to. So it's like a very simple thing. Finally, planes have great HEPA filtration and all that other stuff. We've talked about this before, but my heavens, uh, this is, uh, it's, I'm finally, finally. All right, we got, apparently we had some busy Florida persons over the weekend so let's do it it's his life mission to make bad decisions it's time for florida man i feel this guy i feel him shirtless florida man is accused of breaking into a restaurant to steal their lava cake cobbler and ice cream i get it it was in lake county he was a closed restaurant he wanted some desserts 42 year old john castor he went to the red wing restaurant in groveland and the restaurant's owner said that he broke into the restaurant through a back porch screen he had a small dog and a backpack with him as he ate cobbler out of a pan and (laughs) look at that so he got he did get in trouble he did get in trouble so bless his heart but no i under lava cake that's just like hot like chocolate cake with the chocolate sauce in it isn't it no a lava cake is Yeah. yeah Uh, also, let's see here. This a St. Petersburg woman used a cat to batter her girlfriend. Uh, she took the cat and uh, now I have an update on this because we had this. So she is so she was taken into custody and this was her second arrest for domestic battery. She was wrecked. She was released, but apparently they are taking it. She, the, the, it is going to be a court battle. Uh, but she the cat was distressed and she literally took the cat and held up its claw and scratched the nuts just crazy craziness there's so many jokes there florida man was arrested for drunkenly berating random kids at a naples beach (sighs) stephen joy of course his name was joy he was drunk on the beach tuesday afternoon uh lying on the sand while screaming and throwing bottles at children uh joy was yelling at another family's two young children and threatened their four-year-old son for, quote, stealing his beach toys. When police arrived, would a stop to it, Joy, who police said in their affidavit smelled of alcohol, staggered away and then tried to punch an officer. 
So at that point, police threw Joy to the sand and they handcuffed him. He had glossy eyes. He was he couldn't speak without slurring and he smelled like booze. So when they put him in the backseat of the patrol car, he unbuckled himself because he wasn't done with his shenanigans and banged his head against the partition in the police vehicle. So Mr. Joy was charged with disorderly intoxication, public disturbance and resisting arrest. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, now another one. This is CBS Miami. Drunk Florida man speeds over body parts during hit and run investigation. The Florida Highway Patrol says a drunk Florida man ran over detached body parts during a hit and run investigation on Sunday. He also nearly struck two deputies, prompting a high speed chase. Authorities were investigating the death of a 49 year old woman who was walking along a grassy shoulder of a Dade City roadway before struck before she was struck by a hit and run driver at three in the morning. Oh my gosh! They found her torso on the shoulder and her legs in the roadway. 23-year-old Thomas Crumman approached the scene at high speed, driving directly at investigators. He ignored commands to stop, ran over the victim's legs, and fled. Troopers chased him using a maneuver with a patrol car to force him to stop. Two passengers in, in the pickup truck tried to flag down troopers and exit the vehicle. He was charged with aggravated assault with motor vehicle upon law enforcement, reckless driving, DUI, fleeing, eluding, destruction of evidence, driving while license revoked, and also false imprisonment. It was the eighth time he was arrested in, in Pasco County in less than, fewer than four years, according to jail records. Whew. Torso on the shoulder, legs in the road. How? That's a hit and run? You can No, she was a victim of a hit and run. The investigators were on the scene investigating the hit and run. Yeah. And then this guy comes and runs. No, over. I know, but how were her, her were they separated? Were the yeah. She her legs were completely separate from her torso. How does apparently. that happen? I'm just I'm not to be like, you know, morbid, but if it's a hit and run, how are you hit where your legs fly or, off? Or or her legs were on the road while her body was on the sidewalk. Where still I really attached. need some clarification from this story. Laying across the curb like that. Maybe. I've never heard anyone getting hit by a car where their torso flies in one section and their it's, legs fly in another. I don't even want to imagine it. I don't even want to imagine that either. Oh my gosh. We got more to come. You don't want to miss. Third hour of the program. Stephen Yates is going to join us. Do we all need to go get like nuclear, like radiation medicine? We'll ask him. Stay with us. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Is COVID still a crisis? 
it is still a real challenge for our country, right? I mean, if you look at this, uh, we still have lots of people getting infected. 400 Americans are still, four or 500 Americans are still dying every day of this virus. Uh, and we have seen pretty substantial evolution of this virus over time. So the pandemic is not over uh, as much as we all wish it were. Um, we've, we're in much, much better shape than we were, but we've got to keep way okay. at managing this so virus. And this is the uh, coronavirus advisor, the Wu flu advisor, Ashish Yaw, who's saying that oh, the, the pandemic's not over. He's telling this to George Stephanopoulos. But if the pandemic isn't over, well, then why in Audio Soundbite 5 is Title 42 not necessary? Listen. And if you look across the country, as I said, infections are still at a relatively historic low. Hospitalizations are very low. Um, and the CDC scientists determined that, that Title 42 is not necessary at the border. And by- Literally the same interview. Yeah. I mean, you know, the pandemic isn't over, but it is, though. <laughs> what? It's not over, but it also is. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon, starting your week off right on Monday. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack. Now, if the pandemic isn't over, then Title 42 would be necessary. But he says it's not necessary, which is the surest sign that the pandemic is over. He went from saying, oh, so many people are dying to then downplaying it in the same exact interview. Hmm. Now, speaking of the pandemic, a federal judge has vacated, let me pull this up, struck down the mask mandate for airplanes and other forms of public transport. A Trump-appointed federal judge, U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mizell, said the mandate was unlawful because it exceeded the statutory authority for the CDC and because its implementation violated administrative law which is incredibly significant of course it did it's crazy that we had to go this far for a federal judge to state the obvious but i'm glad she did now the cdc had extended the mask mandate which was originally going to expire on april 18th they extended it to may 3rd so now because it's voided does that mean it's instantaneous because that's what is unclear how quickly all the airports and train stations, et cetera, they're going to acknowledge what, I mean, it's, you know, Kane, it was in a court of law, so it's law. Isn't that what the Obamacare people told us? Yeah, yeah. And we don't know if the, if the DOJ is going to try to block the ruling in, by appealing it. So I don't know if, I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine that being the case, that they would try to block it. Because it, that would just, I think, look supremely horrible on their part if they tried doing that. Now, also to note with the with the pandemic and whether it's over or not, according to the Labor Department, 13 states have recovered, according to the Wall Street Journal, all of the jobs they lost when the pandemic first hit. Now, I want you to tell me, Kane, I'm going to read these these states out that recovered their their jobs. Just see if there's a common the red here okay okay so the first is arizona arkansas colorado florida georgia idaho indiana montana north carolina south dakota tennessee texas utah most of those if not all of them have republican governors 
if I'm not mistaken. The only state that does not is Colorado. However, it is also the singular state that has a constitutional amendment, Colorado, that prevents, it prohibits the state from spending, the spending from growing faster than the population growth and inflation. And any kind of uh, tax hike in the state of Colorado, voters have to approve it. That is the only difference. All the rest of them, Republican. Every single one. Bum, bum, bum. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting to note that hmm, all of them. And then you have the Colorado, as I said, with those Republican-esque kind of measures there. And Wall Street Journal notes, too, that Texas gained the most jobs since February 2020, followed by Florida. Maine, Mississippi, and Wyoming are all close to recovering their job losses. So very interesting. Very interesting. You have a Democrat for governor in Colorado and North Carolina, but Colorado is the only state that you could credibly say is Democratic because they have an entirely Democrat-controlled state legislature, whereas uh, North Carolina does not. Interesting. Now, in California... They lag the nation. Their entire, with all of the jobs recovery in the post-pandemic, they are behind the entire nation. Isn't that unbelievable? It's sad. But that's what happened. All those policies, that that actually, that has an impact. That, you know, they have an impact. They mean something. A lot of businesses are trying to hire still in some of these other states. Hmm, Interesting. Interesting, interesting. So, uh, yeah, I think it would be bad noting this, noting where voters are, the the responses that they're giving surveys in terms of economic approval for the administration and how he is in the, the red. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to, I can't see that. I cannot, I just can't see them blocking this and i'm looking at the order let me put this in for that mask mandate on public travel because a lot of people are i haven't read the full order yet because i'm i i'm i would like to know like how is this going to be does this mean immediately what does that mean for you and we'll figure that out i mean it's many many pages but uh we'll figure out what that because i would just imagine that that means uh, okay that come that kicks in like uh immediately Mm. i will have to say uh, the mask thing on the only time I think I would ever, well, I only wore a mask during flu season because whenever I would get sick, I would lose my voice. And when you work in radio and you television and you use your voice, it's not something that you want to have happen. And also because I'm a major germaphobe. So I was like long, but now after when all that kicked in, it's like, I didn't purpose. I, I wanted to lick doorknobs and eat dirt. I didn't, I didn't want to listen to anything anybody was saying. Hmm. So that's, that's good news. All right, so moving on, I got a few other things. We have Stephen Yates is going to be joining us, and we're going to get into all of the uh, foreign policy stuff with him. I got to tell you about this crazy. This I got two crazy stories. First, this is from Western Journal. You had shortly before the Boston Marathon here. We all remember the horrible terrorist attack that took place at that point. Uh, some years ago, 
Nine years after, authorities are now voicing concerns about stolen police uniforms ahead of this year's marathon. Now, according to a report, the uniforms were stolen in late March from a store in a, from a, in a Boston suburb, and now the FBI is involved, as well as the Weymouth police, because it was a store in Weymouth, and a $5,000 reward has been offered for any kind of information to help catch the people who stole these police uniforms. Now, Tom Nolan is a former Boston police lieutenant. He said while it would be incredibly difficult to impersonate an officer at the marathon, Western Journal reports that, yeah, it could be done. Their superintendent-in-chief at Boston Police, Greg Long, said that when the marathon is held, because it didn't begin today, runners and spectators should not hesitate to report any suspicious behavior, even if that person is wearing a uniform. And speaking of uniforms, that kind of goes into what happened in Philadelphia. Did you hear about this story? This was a crazy story. Uh, This individual, there was a guy who said that there were two Philadelphia police imposters that had badges around their neck and they tried to they tried to get into this guy's house. They wanted to zip tie him and apparently uh, they were going to kill him. This is wild. And he had a permit to carry a concealed weapon and he shot and killed one of his attackers dead. That's on. I mean, that's crazy. Impersonating police. This is one of the reasons, by the way, why I don't like the no-knock raids. Now, the other insane story. This was in South Carolina. I'm going to pull this up. This uh, story, and this is, it's the actions, the actions bad as well as what happened after with regards to the suspect. So a South Carolina mall shooting left nine people wounded. The suspect has been released on house arrest and ordered to wear an ankle monitor after a judge set a $25,000 bond, according to the police department. This, oh my gosh, he opens fire at the mall, shoots nine people. Now, the, his attorney was saying, no, there were multiple shooters involved, nine people were struck, and he was just defending himself. It sounded like a group of people, the, 22, the suspect is 22, Jawain Price. He was booked on suspicion of unlawful possession. And... He was like one of several people of interest, apparently. But somebody, people got into a fight and then they brandished their guns and then they opened fire. So his lawyer was saying, no, no, no. He didn't provoke it. He called the police. He turned himself in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for some reason, he didn't have a concealed weapons permit for carrying it in his clothing in public, which I think is, uh, I think that's stupid, but whatever. Uh, I want to know more about the case, though. Did he also, because they witnesses are saying that everybody, and I guess all three of the suspects were all brandishing before they decided to. So I've got questions. I don't, I don't necessarily buy that that's a self-defense case, just right off of what I'm reading, right, you know, right off the bat. But what gets me is that there are a bunch of people, right and left, who were saying, oh my gosh, this is, you know, crazy. House arrest and ankle bracelet? Now, it's understandable to see people who are 
for who are you know pro lawful carry and which i think is constitutional carry and people who are pro second amendment you know talk about this stuff what gets me is that the left ignores this usually this is just an example of the restorative justice that actually contributes to the increase in crime and the high recidivism rate the only reason that this is getting you know the the play that it is because there's judges that make these decisions like this every single month I mean, that's why, the, that's why you get the same 1,400 people committing the same crimes over and over again in Chicago, because you've got judges like this judge who is wrist-slapping these people, uh, and that's why they're back out on the street. So I don't really, I can't really find genuine the left's outrage to this, because they, they support, and they empower, and they promote, and they vote for the people who allow this quote-unquote justice to continue. <laughs> U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner Mark Morgan tells me how Biden's open border policies have cartels ravaging our border and the rest of the country with no consequences. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Morgan also explains a staggering number of people crossing our border who did not get caught, including many criminals. Don't miss this. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Apparently, kindness strengthens the brain. Studies show that it helps boost the entire family's cognitive health. As Kane notes, almost like what's recommended in the Bible a bunch of times. Yeah. A nuclear device that's missing was stolen from a vehicle in Philly. It's a nuclear gauge containing radioactive materials. Oh my gosh. Used in soil testing at construction sites. It's missing after a vehicle was stolen in Philadelphia, according to state officials. Hmm. Wow. I also noticed, too, I was the FBI tweeted out barely legible, worse than flip phone photos. Their entire timeline is all about J6 people. Nothing about any of the uh, Iranian-backed guys who infiltrated Secret Service, though. Nothing about those guys. Hmm. Uh, cops are hunting for a man who has been hitting people with plates of whipped cream. He's a serial attacker on the loose in Greenville, South Carolina. He has a bunch of whipped cream, and his name is Andre Eugene Moore Gerald. He has way too many first names, and he is the primary suspect for a string of assaults. He picks his victims at random and slaps them with a bunch of a plate of whipped cream. One of them was a woman who was pushing her child down the, down the road in a stroller. And the reason that he's been doing this is because he hasn't he posted a photo of himself, apparently on social media. Uh, cops haven't been able to really identify him or find him. So he's being charged with third degree assault and battery. They still don't have him in custody, but they issued a warrant for his arrest. Can you imagine that? That's a great way to get shot, by the way, because nobody knows what you're hitting them with. What if it's acid? Like, what if it's an acid attack? What if it's, you know, who knows? Good grief. You can't just go and assault random people. Heavens. Lingering dryer lint ignited a $15,000 fire at a Saskatoon motel. The fire department said insufficient cleaning and removal of lint inside the industrial dryer caused the fire. I cannot tell you how many times they tell my kids this. My kids this. Always, always, every time, even if you don't think there's anything in it, chuck that dryer lint. I just, it's like a fear. Like I always, you know how when you're a kid, you always think that you're going to be on fire all the time. That's why you did the stop, drop and roll, or you really needed to figure out how to get out of quicksand. Always thought I would be coming in contact with quicksand as an adult more than I, I've never actually. Now as an adult, my thing is there's going to be a dryer lint fire everywhere. So always check your dryer lens. I just thought that was, that was interesting. 
Uh, also, a uh, the vehicle collided with a steamroller on a New Jersey highway. Two fatalities. A Georgia man accused of leaving his grandmother in a freezer to die. Really just... That's awful. We got a lot more on the way. Stephen Yates is going to join us next. Do we, are we going to have to get like radiation meds? Stick with us. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I use a tactical nuclear weapon in this fight. Are you worried? And not only me. I think we, all, all, all of the world, all the countries have to be worried. Because you you know that it can be not real information, but it, but it can be true, true. Because when they begin to speak about uh, one or another battles or uh, involves uh, enemies or nuclear weapons or chemi- some chemical you know issues, chemical weapons, they should do. It. They could do. It. Well, I think should and and they 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 could do is very different from they will do. You got to be careful when you're talking about implementing or a country using nuclear weaponry. And I think it's, I made, I don't know if this was in our last hour, the hour before that, after seeing a country that essentially has no Navy take out the flagship, the naval flagship of a communist country, their flagship in the Black Sea, take out that massive battleship. Do they, do you really think that they're capable with nukes? I don't know. Now I have a lot of questions. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon hostess here, Dana Lash. And of course, joining us as he's very generous with his time. He's like the only person I think I trust when it comes to any kind of foreign policy issue because he just doesn't mess around. Stephen Yates, senior fellow, America First Policy Institute. And he previously advised uh, the Bush administration as well. So my first question when I was hearing this, Stephen, and good to see you, and I hope you had a wonderful Easter, was... So should we get radiation meds? I mean, is this actually like a thing that's that's kind of a serious saber rattle to say Russia's going to use nukes on you and you guys better all get ready. What's your take? Well, a lot of people have been talking about this from the outset of this conflict. I mean, number one, it was assumed that it would be a Russian steamroll over Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And the Ukrainians surprised us uh, in terms of their resilience and resistance. And the Russians surprised us by apparently not caring for their equipment and (laughs) picking a bad season and kind kind of doing the slow grind through all this process. I think it would be irresponsible if you're a national leader to just assume that they won't use some of the scarier uh, articles in their in their arsenal. At the same time, uh, it's a very, very different prospect when you're talking about use of chemical weapons, biological weapons, and nuclear weapons. These are very different kinds of things. Doesn't mean any of them are acceptable. And a lot of our, our military folks, my colleague General Kellogg at, the, at AFBI has spoken very clearly about you know, use of chemical weapons. Use at one point was a very clear red line and President Trump launched tactical missiles into Syria in response because you have to nip it in the bud to keep there from being further escalation. We haven't really heard anything from the United States or NATO about what they're prepared to do should Russia use those kinds of things. I think that's an important thing that should weigh on their minds. I don't expect it to happen in the near term, but people who are responsible for their, their countries and their national security don't get the luxury of banking on my assumptions. Now, that's a very, I mean, it's a very, very good point. We're talking to our friend Stephen Yates. You can follow him at Yates Comms as well on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I the the point with the with the 
also the 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 ships being uh, the the equipment not being taken not being cared for very well i i was reading conflicting reports that putin was not made aware initially of how badly russia was doing which kind of surprised me because that was contrary to how he's always been advertised to the world that was you know that's russian propaganda he knows everything i mean this is a guy who you know goes and saves journalists from pumas in the siberian forests up in the urals i mean this is this is the guy who goes and dives to find treasures and you know the baltic sea but he doesn't know when his military is not taken care of their equipment is not maintained and what was supposed to be a 72 hour special operation has turned into like a two-month thing well he's also set the world record for the longest table distance between him (laughs) and any member of his staff in a secure video conference with world leaders Uh, And so there's clearly something else going on in Putin land in recent times that uh, we we can't actually assume that he's on top of his game as a former KGB agent. And there apparently are profound disincentives to telling the truth to power in Russia. And, you know, even even just years back, uh, Putin was responsible for ordering the poisoning of leaders in different countries that left them disfigured or dead. And so if he's willing to do that to foreigners, think of what he would be willing to do to his own fellow countrymen if they're bringing unwelcome and unwanted feedback uh, where, you know, failure is not an option, comrade, only bring me good news. That's some Kim Jong-un stuff. I mean, that's what you yes, expect a short stack down there. I just I, I thought he was more he was more of a, I guess, a smarter villain. But now, really, he doesn't seem to be. But he's boxed in. I mean, this this cannot really look good for him domestically. We know it doesn't look good for him internationally. And so really, it's just a question of how does he grind this out to a point where he can spin some kind of success? Now, he has taken territory that was not previously held by the Russian Federation. Mm. If in when hostilities cease, he still holds that, right. he can claim that some kind of victory, but at great cost. And so it's it's really, really hard to see where the off-ramp is. And as much as I think he's a Dr. Evil equivalent, a terrible guy, I think there's a worse one in China. Uh, <laughs> and at the same time, it doesn't do any good to kick sand up on his leg when you need to try to negotiate some kind of an off-ramp. We want to have kind of simultaneous yin and yang. You want to have a demonstration effect that we're going to put our foot down and stop things should you go too far, like use of chemical, nuclear, biological weapons. At the same time, you need to have an off-ramp because the United States doesn't want to be permanently vested in an unending, simmering conflict there. Uh, Europeans need to do more on that, but we don't want to get sucked into another generation trying to keep the Russian bear at bay. That's that's a great point. Talking with our friend Stephen Yates at Yates comes on Twitter. Speaking of China, so there's some Western pressure uh, from reports Associated Press saying that Australia and the United States have been increasing their outreach to the Solomon Islands because it looks like China was trying to sweet talk them to create some sort of military presence on on the Solomon Islands. And now, uh, apparently, we've increased our diplomatic outreach. And there's a trip that was undertaken U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman. She was talking with their foreign minister. Uh, that that would not be good because I don't like them getting any greater ground in in the Pacific. Uh, and Solomon Islands are not very they're I mean not as close as Hawaii, but they're they're closer than China. Not not thrilled with that. Tell us a little bit about that. Will that pressure work? Will Western persuasion work? 
it can work. Uh, Solomon Islands are where my grandfather was deployed in the Second World War. There's, it's a strategic territory. It mattered to the Japanese. It matters to people who live in the, in the region, and China certainly will notice it. This is part of a long-standing drama of China trying to buy influence and take toeholds of territory that are of strategic value to them. Obviously, it's not like it's the next Saudi Arabia popping up in the Pacific, and that's why they want to have relations with the Solomon Islands. This is meant to seize the initiative, extend deterrence, interfere with supply lines or uh, the freedom of navigation on the high seas, extending out well beyond China's shores, uh, and meant to counterbalance, say, the U.S. territory in Guam, and this quad that the United States has cultivated with yeah. Japan, India, and Australia. So some of it is theater. Unfortunately, these small territories and countries get thrown a lot of money their way, and they kind of get blinded in the blizzard, pulling them in both directions. Uh, but hopefully it matters enough to the free world to just take care of these places yeah. so that China, we can push China to mind its own business in its own land. I can see why Australia would be incredibly concerned, because that's not very much. That's not at all far away from Australia or New Zealand, if memory of geography serves. I mean, it's it's like right there by New Caledonia. It's like right there. I mean, that's they could if China really wanted to. And they've been they were saber rattling to China uh, or to Australia. Just I think that was one of the things we talked about just a few months ago. Yes. Uh, no, China's been engaging in a lot of political warfare in places where it used to be more timid or trying to use charm offenses. Uh, and yes, getting in close. And, you know, let's not, you know, throw shade in the wrong direction here. I mean, obviously, it's it's up to us to kind of push in and right. balance it out. And Australians, first and foremost, it's their backyard. Right. Uh, but it's not like China's bringing managerial excellence into this equation. <laughs> they bring True. corruption. They bring decrepit infrastructure. You get the pop and sizzle of ribbon cuttings, but then this stuff doesn't last very long. Quality control is not what the CCP is known for. That's and so, point. you know, we got to try to make sure that these the leaders of these small territories are not bought off. Uh, and obviously the people that live there deserve better, but the Aussies are the ones in the driving seat and we play a supporting role in things like this. That's a great point. That's a commonality they have with Russia and their horrible. I mean, they just can't they can't manage anything as well. That's a that's a common uh, trait there of of uh, uh, tyrants. One last quick story. This looking at southern border border patrol reportedly stopped 23 people on the terrorist database in 2021 from coming across the southern border. Bill Malugin, who's based out of L.A. and has been at the border for the past several months, was in the RGV sector. They said that they had four in the RGV sector. That's McAllen, Del Rio, which is west, El Paso sector, Tucson sector, Yuma, two in uh, uh, Arizona there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, four in San Diego, just in California. These are, this seems very purposefully, let's do a couple in California, Arizona, couple different parts, very well spaced out. That's on. That was strategic. I just your quick take on that. Well, it just proves that open borders have consequences, and just turning a blind eye to the efforts that are going on down there. It's, this is not just an American political issue. Yeah. Bad people and good people from around the world are trying to find their way in for whatever their motives are. It is the first job of government and the reason we have a country to have a border, to have sovereignty and make it so that there's some meaning to coming legally and coming the right way and not being able to come easily the wrong way. Uh, just like we say on voting, it should be easy to vote and hard to cheat. It should be easier to come the right way and hard, if not impossible, to come the wrong way with massive consequences. And this administration has turned a blind eye with a lot of woke ideology to back it up. But no other country does this to itself. We're unique. 
uniquely dumb in my regard in this <laughs> this respect. Uh, but if, if this were the only problem, these are the only problems. These are the problems that we know of. Who knows how many people have gotten through that we don't know of? That's a terrifying prospect. Unattributed Afghanistan refugees who I'm sure there are some good people in that mix, but who knows what else is in that bag of jelly beans? That's a great point and a very terrifying one at that. Stephen Yates, America First Policy Institute. At Yates Comms on Twitter, follow him for good stuff. Always good to see you, my friend. Happy Easter. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you. Thank you, Dana. Take care. You too. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. So here's the new hot narrative. After we'd brought you just this hour, the mask mandate for federal you know, airlines, trains, all that, uh, a Trump-appointed judge has just nixed that. And I don't know if the DOJ is going to try to file appeal or what have you. Uh, however... Uh, What's interesting now is the new narrative is that, and this is just one example, they're all saying the same thing. This is a guy at Slate saying, quote, who should decide whether air passengers must wear masks? A federal agency staffed with experts accountable to the president who is accountable to the people? Shut up. Or a 35-year-old Trump judge in Tampa? It's a guy named Mark Stern. So the judge's decision must be invalid because she's a 35-year-old Trump-appointed female, apparently. Not that the CDC exceeded its statutory authority when it decided to force a mask mandate. It's because she's a dumb woman. Is that really what y'all progressive males want to go for? They're trying to conflate medical decisions with constitutional decisions. Exactly. And it's stupid. And also, do you honestly believe that the federal agencies staff with experts? Do you believe that, Trash? Because I don't. Also, if you're so fearful, you still can wear a mask. There isn't a, you know, you're not banned. From wearing He's a mask. one of the guys that I would prefer cover his face. That's a good just, point. Just, you know, for more pleasant, you know, viewing of life. Just saying some people, especially the ones who are the last, I think some people want the mask because you just stay ugly. Let's just be real. Like, you want to wear it because you're ugly. Let's, <laughs> I'm going with that. Going with that one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everybody. The judge who made this ruling is 35 years old. And? and? You know what? I just had a thought. This explains why they think Hunter Biden is a 50-something-year-old baby. Apparently, in the Democrat side of things, if you are not elderly, because they're trying to make Biden, maybe they're trying to make Biden seem more capable by saying, oh my gosh, you're too young. I mean, you're middle-aged. You're 35. Let's be real. You're (laughs) middle-aged. Come on. You're not a baby. You're a 35-year-old, like, grown-ass person who can, you know, make decisions. Come on. And a 35-year-old can become president, according yeah. to the Constitution. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. There's Nobody is looking at this like, well, the CDC exceeded their statutory authority. And, you know, let's maybe explore that. It's, no, the judge is too young and, and a Trump appointee and a young woman. Now, I will be fair, not every progressive male has cited the fact that it's a woman, but a lot of them have said it's a Trump appointed woman as though he as though like he appointed her because she's a young woman. Not because she was just a remember, I don't believe that for one second that Trump went out and said, I like this judge. I think it was brought to him on a list of things. And then he so that's incredibly sexist what some of these progressive far left dudes are saying. Well, it just proves that see how the media put it out there. 
they didn't say the law was struck down or that you know the overstepping of constitutional authority has been stopped. Right. It wasn't like that. It was Trump appointed judge ends the mandate, and so now they're thinking to themselves that somehow a mandate is needed first and foremost, which is a whole different level of brainwashing. But now they're just attacking the fact they that they are it's a Trump. going at her. It's so dumb. They're, the memes are, have already started. And the left can't mean so. They've already started. They've, they are going at her hardcore. So this is, yeah, they're saying that uh, she's, well, she was a lame duck session. 35-year-old lame duck session. Oh, my gosh. I can't deal. We're going to talk about this tomorrow. And I'll include this in the link, too, when you go sign up for the uh, email at Substack. So there you go. All right, Kane, today in stupidity. Well, if you're upset about this whole mask mandate being lifted uh, on airplanes, Biden's COVID advisor, Ashish Jha, says Title 42 is not necessary. So that pretty much means COVID's over, right? Yeah. Infections are still at a relatively historic low. Hospitalizations are very low. Excellent. Um, And the CDC scientists determined that that Title 42 is not necessary at the border. Okay. Well, then there you go. What's the problem with the whole mask thing then? Wear one if you want, but quit forcing crap on other people. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's it. That's the end of it. That's the tweet. All right, folks, that does it for us today. I'll be on Jesse Waters' show on Fox in the 6 p.m. Central Hour. Make sure you tune in, and I'll be back behind the mic with you tomorrow. <laughs>